0: All right, guys, welcome back to our teaching in the book of Revelation. Now, the last time we were here, we were finishing up the end of chapter 14, where we were introduced to the reapers, if you'll let me say it that way. And that is Jesus, as well as a number of angels who had sickles in their hands, indicating judgments as they reap the grapes of the earth, because mankind had reached a point of wickedness being led by the Antichrist and those who worshiped him, mankind had came to a point of wickedness where judgment was now. It was time for God to bring his ultimate judgment unto all of humanity. And this will be indicated as what we, in what we call as the end of the seventh trumpet, which opens up with the seven bold or vile judgments. And the bold judgments will be the worst devastation of judgment that God brings upon the earth. And so it was introduced uh, with what we call the reapers, those who carried those sickles. So now we're in chapter 15 and we'll be discussing verses 1 through 8 as we continue. We are still continuing with that sense of introduction to the bold judgments. And that's something to consider as we have so much uh, um scripture concerning this, it lets you know the emphasis that God is bringing. He said he's letting you know what I am about to do is tear this planet apart. And that's why we see so much emphasis being given the whole thing about the reapers and the angels. And now we're going to see the scene in heaven and all of these other things that are taking place before these things come to pass, because God is emphasizing. He's about to tear this place apart and it's going to happen in rapid fashion. But before any of that begins, we still continue with that introduction. So now let's go to chapter 15, looking at verses one through eight. Then I saw another sign in heaven, great and marvelous, seven angels and seven plagues, which are the last because in them, the wrath of God is finished. Okay. Now, let me just deal with that verse because that speaks to what we were talking about. Now we see the introduction of the seven vials When I say vials or bowls, same thing. These are the seven last judgments of God. And notice John is saying, now I'm seeing this particular sign in heaven and these seven angels who will have these particular things. So we're being introduced to what is about to happen. And notice what he says again, the intro that tells us what will be the end result of all of these things. Because in them, these seven last plagues, what the wrath of God is complete. So that's the seven bowls will bring the end of the devastating judgments. And it will be. And I'm not going to get into that. Scriptures will in time. At the end of these things, we will see the return of Jesus on the clouds of glory back to earth to judge the remainder of humanity, okay? But nevertheless, verse number two, and I saw something like a sea of glass mixed with fire and those who had been victorious over the beast and his image and the number of his name standing on the sea of glass holding harps of God. Now, let me kind of just do a little bit by bit on this section. Now we are introduced, remember we told you, uh, In the previous chapter 13, chapter 14, the Antichrist, his rise to power, many will receive the mark of the beast and worship him as God. And also there will be a number of people who will reject the Antichrist. And I told you the great persecution. Remember, the Bible said, blessed are those who die in the Lord from this point forward. And this was because of the persecution of the Antichrist. Whoever will not receive the mark of the beast, worship the Antichrist as God. He will seek them out to kill them. There will be no mercy whatsoever. Okay, And so in that great onslaught of Christians who will be killed. This is what we see in verse number two. We see them. The scene is still in heaven. So notice standing on a sea of glass mixed with fire. They had been victorious over the beast. Now, the victoriousness over the beast simply means what it says. They refuse to take his to worship his image or take the mark of his name. So their victory is they are now in heaven with God. And what we are going to see in verse number three, which we really needed, is what they are doing. But the point is. During the Antichrist, this is just further proof that all those who did not receive the mark of the beast will be killed. Most of them, I would dare say, but many are killed and they are now in heaven. So what is going on? These people are in heaven, killed by the Antichrist. What are they doing? Verse number three. And they sang the song of Moses the bond of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are your works, O Lord God, the might the Almighty, righteous and true are your ways, King of the nations. Who will not fear, O Lord, and glorify your name? For you alone are holy, for all the nations will come and worship before you, for your righteous acts have been revealed. Alright, so these people who have been killed by the Antichrist, beheaded, burned in ovens, all kinds of manner of death by the Antichrist and those who worship him are singing a song to God of praise and worship. And why were they killed by the Antichrist? Because they refused to worship the Antichrist as Lord God. They chose rather to worship Jesus. They chose to be faithful to God. And for that they were put to death. Now, why did I emphasize that? Because I think it is such a beautiful thing that moves my heart at this time. They were not resentful. That's what I want you to see. You know, they didn't say, Lord, We had to just because of you and just because of trying to believe in Jesus, we had to die and we had to go through all of this suffering and all of this hardship. No, no, no. That was not their position whatsoever. Their disposition was one of thankfulness, one of glory and one of praise. That that tells you something about God that tells you something about how wonderful and glorious God truly is and must be. That even though people suffer horrendous deaths, they go through all of this stuff beheaded. And when they, uh, why? Just because they want to believe in Jesus just because they want to be faithful to God. And when they see God, instead of poking their lips out in some sense of disgust, they praise Him. Truly, God is magnificent. So, but nevertheless, they sing songs of worship, a song song of praise, just like Moses did, the song of Moses, as well as the song of the Lamb. It was both a joint song of worship and notice by these two figures, Moses and the lamb Jesus, they symbolize deliverance. Moses was the great deliverer of Israel from Egypt. Jesus is the great deliverer of all of his people, especially in in, in this particular context, those from the Antichrist a song of deliverance which brings about a song of praise okay and so and and the song speaks for itself praising god marvelous his deeds righteous are his notice the things that god has done in deliverance of the saints as well as when we get to the very end of that particular song for righteous are your your righteous acts have been revealed now Some want to say righteous judgments. Truly, it entails judgments. So but the point is this. And I'm at the end of verse number four. For your righteous acts have been revealed. Some want to interpret that righteous acts, righteous judgments. Yes, it entails judgments because that's what's going on. Think about it as God is getting ready. He's speaking preliminarily. Of the destruction that will come on the world in the bold judgments as well as the destructions that have already been coming but nevertheless it is still judgments okay but these are the righteous acts of God the point being that even in judgment when God brings judgment it is righteous he is righteous when he brings judgment In other words, we'll say it this way. And I like to say it this way when I talk to my friends. God ain't done nothing wrong. Even when he kicks our my behind, your behind, he has not done nothing wrong. Will you let me say it like that? (laughs) But anyway. And so this is the song, the nature of the song of their praise. Okay, verse number five. After these things, I looked. And the temple of the tabernacle of testimony in heaven was opened. And the seven angels who had the seven plagues came out of the temple, clothed in linen, clean and bright, and girded around their chest with golden sashes. And one and then one of the four living creatures, that might as well finish it, gave to the seven angels seven golden bowls. Ta-da-da-da-da-da full of the wrath of God who lives forever and ever. And the temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from his power. And no one was able to enter the temple until the seven plagues of the seven angels were finished. Okay. Now we enter and and you can see the ominous scene that is being given. So let me talk about it. It is not a big to do about it, but nevertheless, it is going like, mm, why? Because that seven plagues, the bold judgments are about to be emptied out, poured out upon humanity. But verse number five, so we're still in the temple. Okay. But the temple scene in heaven, and we now see it being opened, the tabernacle, the temple opened up just so John can see what's going on. And he sees seven angels who had the seven bowls, seven plagues. And you can see them coming out of the temple. And then we see a description that is given uh, of the angels the angels being clothed in linen, white linen, bright and girded around their chest with golden sashes. So we can see it's like a royal procession of angels. Okay, royal angels with these seven bowls walking in the temple of heaven coming out of this thing. And one of the four living creatures gave these angels, remember there were four living creatures that surrounded the throne of God. The throne of God, that's what we had in heaven. The four living creatures that surrounded the throne of God and the 24 elders that surrounded that. Remember, that was the scene of heaven. So that is literally from the presence of God. So from the presence of God come the seven bowls full of the wrath of God. That's, how, that's the scene that's set. From God himself comes these wrath. So, but all of these judgments comes from God. But that's the emphasis that is being given from God himself. That's why we see such ominousness that is taking place here. OK, full of the wrath of God. And then it says wrath who lives forever. So notice there's still the sense of worship. And even as God is judging, he is righteous. Worship who lives forever and ever. Amen. All right. And as the judgments prepare to be these seven angels, prepare to pour out their judgments from God who lives forever and ever. Notice that in this ominous, ominousness, (laughs) hope I'm saying that right, that glory that then proceeds from God in judgment in the temple. Verse number eight, the temple begins to be filled with smoke. Remember, there were people in the temple worshiping God, saints worshiping Everybody has to leave the temple as the glory of God and the smoke of God fills the temple as God begins to move with majesty and power in judgment. And notice what it said. No one was able to enter the temple until the seven plagues of the seven angels were finished. Once again, all we're doing simply is doing what? Emphasizing that this will be the worst judgments to come upon all of humanity. Again, remember what the angel said? Woe, woe, woe unto the inhabitants of the earth for the three trumpets that are yet to sound. The last of the three trumpets, the seventh trumpet, within the seventh trumpet are the seven bowls. And in that seventh bowls, it completes the final woes. And now we see the great destruction that is about to take place on the earth. So what have we been looking at? At the end of chapter uh, 14, as well as the first eight verses of chapter 15, all of this has simply been an introduction to the seven bold judgments, the seven vile judgments that will complete the wrath of God. All right, guys. Thanks for joining me on that one. The next time we get here, um, we'll get into actually (laughs) there were only eight verses in chapter 15. But nevertheless, the next time we get here, we will begin talking about the seven bold judgments of God. And it's not going to take a lot of a a, scripture It's not going to talk much about it. We're going to use one chapter, one chapter to talk about all of the bowls. And this will give us an indication of the rapid fashion that God will be hitting. It's like God's gonna be going bam, 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 bam. And the world is gonna be rocking and and going back and forth from the judgment. They won't have time to recover from anything. And that's why the seven bowl judgments will come in rapid fashions and almost bring the earth to total destruction. But we'll talk about all of that On the next time we come here and deal with chapter 16. All right, guys. Thanks for joining me on that and see you next time.